the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg, and this week we have a whole lot to talk about from cheating in baseball to potential money being transferred to players in college football. And then, of course, Championship Sunday is two days away. And there are some teams there that we weren't really expecting. Honestly, it's just one team. It's the Titans. Spoiler alert. But we're going to get to that. We're going to talk all about football in Paul's pylon. Right now, though, we're going to talk about the main thing in sports. You can say it's football. You can say it's LSU crushing Clemson in the national championship because they did. But we'll talk about probably that a little bit at the end of the show because it's been basically a week since that happened. But the biggest thing going on in sports right now is by far the cheating scandal in Houston and the investigation into Boston's cheating and potentially a more widespread situation for baseball. Not a great look. Baseball is that moral high sport that when you think of who takes everything the most seriously, baseball. For some reason, it's just like, hey, who has a high standard of morality? Baseball, for some reason? Yeah, they have the unspoken rules. They have all the old guys who are like, you can't do this anymore. You shouldn't be doing that. Don't have fun. We're moral. And then you have this all happen. A scandal. I, it's not going to be as big as the steroid era. It's not going to be something like that. But it is a big deal with potential long-lasting implications for potentially multiple teams. Right now, all we know are the Astros and the Red Sox. And we still don't even know what's going to really happen with the Red Sox. Punishment-wise, we already know what happened with Cora. Let's get into it, though. And we will start with the Houston Astros and what happened. Now, for some reason, if you're living under a rock, here's a quick recap. In 2017, the Astros were accused of cheating. A former player said they were. They had a system set up where there was a camera in the center field that relayed back into the dugout and then from that they would figure out signals that were being given to figure out pitches that were coming certain pitches they would hit a trash can to signal the hitter this pitch was coming look for it and apparently they did this throughout the entire season there is video proof where you can hear a trash can being hit not a good look the players knew about it the manager knew about it the bench coach knew about it everybody in that dugout, was aware of the situation. There, the investigation, there's no denying it. You, you can't. Carlos Beltran was named. Alex Cora was named. AJ Hinch was named. You can't escape it. There was enough proof. There's enough evidence. You did, you did a no-no. You did a bad thing, Houston. And they paid for it. Now, here's the, here's the issue people have. They don't think the punishment was harsh enough. The punishment was as follows. A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunhow, the GM, were both suspended a year. 
Now, the reason Alex Cora hasn't been suspended or anything yet is because he became the manager of the Red Sox in 2018. That's when they're accused of cheating and stealing signals. So therefore, that investigation has to conclude before you can dish out a full punishment to Cora, which I will talk about in a few minutes. Back to the Houston Astros punishment, though. So you have Hinch, suspend it. GM, suspend it. Then they have a $5 million fine. First round and second round picks the next two years, gone. That's the punishment. Seems pretty strict. I would say looking at that, that's a pretty good punishment. The one issue I would say is they needed to take it a step further and hit them with the international money fine. Because that is one thing multiple teams, players, and GMs have said. They didn't go after international money. That should have been involved in some way because $5 million is the minimum fine you can give. Not minimum, sorry. Maximum fine you can give in the MLB. And honestly, that's chump change. With your manager and GM's salaries gone, you basically coop that money all back up. You don't really lose anything. Plus, when you figure out the revenue you made from deep playoff runs, winning the World Series, that really, it's it's literally like pennies on the dollar for the owner. So that, I understand. I understand the money for that sense not seeming like enough. Because also, little side note, let's remember this. A few years ago, the Astros were awarded $2 million when the Cardinals had an employee who hacked the Astro systems over two and a half years and looked at their private information. If you don't remember this, it's okay. If you quick briefer, there was a St. Louis employee named Chris Correa who hacked into the Astros' private database, mainly because he was saying he was making sure they didn't steal private information from the Cardinals. The reason he thought this was Jeff Lenhow, who was working for the Cardinals at the time, moved to be GM of the Astros back in 2011 to be Houston's general manager. One month later, in January 2012, another employee from the Cardinals also left to join Lunhow in Houston as part of his analytics and front office team. So this guy gained access through that second employee's email by using a password. He looked throughout their computer over 48 times he accessed their database to figure out things. Because of this, because of him getting caught, the Cardinals were handed a $2 million fine which went to the Astros along with two second round picks because the first round pick they had the year this all came down had already been given up because they signed Dexter Fowler. So that at the time was considered one of the harshest punishments possible. The guy by himself, no other employee was accused. So the Cardinals, it would have been worse if more was involved. But then you look at what happened with the Astros. You're like, okay, $5 million fine. They got $2 million from this. They won money with the World Series. I get, I understand. I get the frustration with that. It's funny that Jeff Lunhow was also involved in this situation, and now he's involved in this one, which he claims he had no idea the cheating was going on. I believe him. I do. I think he probably had no idea. Why would he, why would the general manager have any clue? Players and coaches had come up with a sign stealing scheme. Why, how? Why would he care? Why, why would he be curious? Why would he have an inkling? So I get he's kind of a 
casualty and all this that, well, it's just because your organization had to get hit and this is how they got hit. You can't get rid of the owner. You get rid of the front office guy who is praised for his bright mind and a manager who is also considered one of the best in the league. Now, A.J. Hinch, to his defense, came out saying, I did not approve of this and all of this. Still, though, he allowed it to happen enough. You can apologize as much as you want, but you still knew about it. You may have tried to stop it, but you didn't do everything you could to put an end to it. And as the manager, that does fall on you. And that's why it will fall on Cora as well. Which, again, we will get to shortly. But the punishment. Like I said, pretty harsh. I get it. You want international money. This is the best you're going to get. You can only do so much and criticize so much. Because honestly, all they did... Now, I don't want this to come off as light-handed. All the Astros did was find a new way to sign steal and basically beef up the old way people would try to sign steal. Sign stealing has always happened in Major League Baseball. Let's not act like it hasn't. It has always been something teams and players try to do. They do it in football. They do it in... They don't really do it football. Football and baseball. Only two sports you really need to worry about signs and signals. But it's been a prominent part of baseball forever. Guys have always tried to figure out what pitch is coming, how to give their guys an inside edge, usually involved somebody having to be on second base. A base runner had to be on second, be able to see the catcher, the signals they were given, and then some way, somehow, signal to his guy, this is what I think is coming. That's how it's always been. And... In the past, apparently, guys like Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora as players were very good at this. So it's no surprise these two were involved in coming up with better ways to try and do it. The issue was they went about it in a very illegal way in baseball. Using cameras, using technology, that's a big no-no. You can't do that. I like how I've said no-no now twice. This is what happens when you become a parent. You use terms like no-no. That's a no-no. Instead of, that was bad. But it was. It was bad. It was a no-no. They shouldn't have done it. That's why this is all happening. But that's why the issue with them in Houston and extending into Boston is such a big deal. Because now you have to wonder, how advanced does this whole using technology to steal tips and sign pitches, and all that go. Because there are rumors that more teams have done this. Would that be shocking? No, it would not be shocking. So what Houston did was awful. And honestly, I get why people are still kind of mad about the penalties. But when you think about it, it's a, it's a good amount. You need first-round picks and second-round picks to make deals. The Astros aren't a team that is worrying about where their picks are because they're going to be at the end of the draft. Using those picks, though, to make deals to get better players now that can be used on their team currently does hurt. So you have to look at it from that perspective. That's how Manfred probably had to look at it. The fine, it's the max he could give. Can't do much about that. 
The biggest blow is truly losing your manager and your GM. Now the whole, they were suspended for a year. That's one thing. But everybody had to figure that Jim Crane was going to look at this situation and just go, clean slate. AJ, Jeff, sorry. You're fired. And it makes sense. He washes his hands clean from the situation. If you ask him, he honestly would probably do it again if he was guaranteed a World Series and knew that he would have to face a scandal. Most owners would. If you put the situation in front of most owners, they're saying, yeah, I take that deal. You're saying I can win a World Series, not have to vacate it, and then two years later I have to get rid of my manager and GM? Okay. For a lot of teams, that would be the price worth paying. The reason it hurts, though, Jeff Lenhow has established the Astros as a contender. Took a team that had hundreds of losses year after year and turned them into a legitimate competitor that is in win-now mode. And A.J. Hinch, you can say the player talent was part of it, but he has to be able to manage that bullpen, the lineup, figure it all out. He did a great job with it. Will this taint him going forward? I think not. I understand he'll be suspended a year. I believe in the next five years he gets another shot at being a manager, mainly because of what the report says. Now, the hardest thing about this whole situation is it was the players and Alex Kaur who apparently really came up with this scheme. The players didn't get punished. What do you do about that? We can't do much. You cannot blame an entire team for potentially what maybe four or five guys were a part of. Granted, you could find out that all of them knew about it. But there's no way to prove it. You can know that guy, certain guys were involved. We know Carlos Beltran was one of the ringleaders of this. But overall, you can't do much about it. And yeah, it sucks if you're another player and you want them to you know have to forfeit their championship and all of that. But honestly, if you were a guy on that team and you had no idea maybe what was going on, or even if you did, but you didn't approve of it, but what are you going to say? You're going to come out and say, hey, we're cheating in the middle of a World Series title season? No, you're not going to. Don't, don't take the moral high ground. Don't try to give me the fact that you would. You wouldn't. You know how I know you wouldn't? The guy that ratted out Houston did it two years later. Mike Frears, Fears, whatever it is, came out two years later about this. He didn't do it when he was on the team in 2017 and they won a World Series title. He waited. You can praise him for still at least coming out and saying it. Sure. Good for him. Should he have done it? Yeah. I mean, you don't want cheating in the game of baseball in any way possible. Especially just getting done with the steroid era. You don't want to go into the sign-stealing era. So, yeah, good on him for bringing it to the attention in case the Astros were still doing it. Apparently, they had stopped at 2017, but they still did it that year, won a title. But I don't want to hear Dodgers fans and Yankees fans complaining about it. And I'm going to get to that after I talk about Cora, which I'm going to get to in a second. So, yeah, you can't punish players. There's no way to do it. Because also, if you punish players, you essentially have to say, hey, like, what, you're all suspended for a year? So the Astros essentially have to build a brand new team and 
other teams have to find new guys as well? No, you just can't do it. It does, you know, it does stink and suck for the Astros. They got to find a new GM and general manager with spring training right around the corner. But that's what happens. You get caught cheating, you got to pay the price. And they're paying the price. It might not be a price you like, but they're paying it. I mean, two guys are out of a job. A team is out of money and picks. It's a decent punishment. You've never had a case like this before. This at least sets a precedent for future potential. Now, when you look at what the Red Sox are being accused of, it is different. Now, this is what I think people don't seem to understand. The Red Sox are not accused of doing the exact same thing as the Astros. What the Astros did was set up a camera, set up a monitor, and set up a sound system, essentially, to of a warning of what pitches were coming. What the Red Sox did is probably what a lot of teams have done. The Red Sox just got called out for it. Every team has a replay room. Every team is not allowed to use that replay room for the three to four hours of the game. Somebody was not guarding that room. I guess maybe you're supposed to have a guard there. I don't know. Nobody guarded that room during the game. Guys went in, saw signs, developed the signals to give for the guys at second base to give in. And that's what they did. Not nearly as complex. Not nearly as, ooh, I can't believe they did that. I would put money on it. And this isn't me even being a homer of being a Red Sox fan. Other teams have done this. There's no way they haven't. The Red Sox, though, just got caught. It happens. Teams get caught. Red Sox got caught. It just looks worse because Alex Cora, who was the bench coach for the Astros, who came up with the cheating scandal there, came to Boston and essentially did the exact same thing. He doubled down, double dipped. He's going to get suspended a minimum of two years, is my belief. At this point of recording... His punishment had not been doled out. He had been fired as the Red Sox manager, or as they said, decided mutually to part ways, which, Red Sox, come on. I get it. You like the guy. He did a great job for you. He won a World Series. He's very charitable. All this stuff. Yeah. Nobody's saying Alex Cora is a bad person. Nobody. He might not be the greatest when it comes to following rules of baseball. He's bad considered in the fact that he cheated in baseball. But outside of it, nobody's saying he's not charitable or that he's not a nice person or any of this. You don't need to say that in your statement when you're firing him or parting ways. Of course you're parting ways. He was part of a huge scandal in Houston. You don't don't even need to see what came out in the investigation in Boston to know that. He had to be released. You have to... Cut, the, cut ties with anybody involved in that. That's why it'll be interesting to see what the Mets do with Carlos Beltran. Quick side note. Honestly, nothing could be more Mets than hiring Carlos Beltran, being excited, and then before he even manages one game, one, you have to fire him because of the scandal. And then you're left with who? Honestly, if they fire Beltran, maybe try to get Eduardo Perez who I also think the Red Sox should go after. Just my thought. Anyway. Obviously, they had to part ways with Cora. It makes sense, but you didn't have to make it sound so sad that you were so sad to see him go. Grow some balls, make a stand, and say, 
We are firing Alex Cora today because of what occurred in Houston and what we have found so far in the investigation with us in 2018. Or you get to stay for Houston since you don't know exactly yet what has been found in Boston. But you can say we, as an organization, do not tolerate that type of act, and we do not want that being something that represents our team moving forward. Yada, yada, yada. Reserve judgment. You can say all that if you want. That was their big thing yesterday. Reserve judgment until the investigation is done. Fine. So far, reports are coming out. Not tons to be found out. Punishment's probably not going to be as bad. Well, it definitely shouldn't be as bad as what happened in Houston because it wasn't nearly as bad as what happened in Houston. Especially because when you look at it, the World Series or not least, they said there was no possible way they used the replay room. So all you Yankees and Dodgers fans and all you want to say of, oh, you know, we, we were robbed of World Series. You weren't robbed of World Series. You were beat fair and square. All right? Don't give me any of that bull. The Yankee fans especially. Oh, 2017, we were robbed. 2018, we were robbed. I don't know why I'm making Yankee fans sound like that. I know Yankee fans. Most of them are intelligent. I think it's because it's Twitter. Twitter Yankee fans, maybe. First off, 2017. Let's just take a quick look. You won all your games at home. It was literally a Houston won all four at home. Yankees won all three at home. What were the scores, though? Let's look. And by look, I can just tell you how many runs the Yankees scored in four games in Houston. Four games, three runs. That means they averaged less than a run a game in their games in Houston. Now, if I remember correctly, the cheating scandal involved getting pitches tipped off to hitters, not pitchers getting any sort of advantage against hitters for Houston. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, I'm correct. It was a rhetorical question. Plus, this is radio. You can't respond because it's pre-recorded. You don't you didn't even know I was going to say that. Anyway, <laughs> So three runs, four games. That's not that's not you know an equation to win. That is not how you add it all up and go. Yep, we should have made it to the World Series. No, you shouldn't have. Because even if the Astros weren't cheating, which I don't think that I think it was found out they didn't do that in the playoffs. So they didn't tip off in the playoffs. So they beat you. In one game alone, they beat you four nothing. They scored more runs in one game at home than you did the whole time there. So you can't say, oh, well, you know, it would have made a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference. You still would have lost. So don't don't even try to say you robbed us. Same with the Dodgers. You still lost. You lost your the cap the game that captured the title in LA. This was only a thing Houston did at home. So again, don't give me any of that. Same with the Red Sox. The Red Sox in 2018, whether they we're using sign stealing or not, which honestly, Yankees, you were probably trying to do too. You just didn't use the replay room. That's the difference. And honestly, I say this with steroids and anything else when it comes to cheating, especially with baseball. You can know exactly what's coming. You still have to be able to hit it and do something with it. Your pitching still has to be able to pitch. Your bullpen still has to be able to close out games. 
Like, you still have to field the ball. You have to do so many other things outside of just hitting to win a baseball game. They did. They won a lot of games. And they won the division by a lot of games. So take away a few of those games. Just take away, take away 10 of them. Still win the division. Take away 15 of them. Still win the division. You're still in the wild card game. You beat the A's. You had to face the Red Sox. You lost. Shouldn't have played New York, New York. So don't give me any of that bull that you guys were robbed of two World Series chances. And Dodgers, same to you. You're there. You have the chance to win. It was shown in both these investigations, at least up to this point. Neither of them used any of these cheating or whatever you want to call it, scandals and stein stealing in the postseason. It was an evenly matched up thing every series. You lost. So cut the crap with that. I'm tired of hearing about it. You're dancing on the graves. You th- like, stop. Titles aren't being stripped away. They're just not. You didn't make the World Series for a decade. Oh well, you got 27 rings. You remind us all about it every day. Just relax. Not a good look. It's not a good look for Major League Baseball in general. Teams were cheating. Not a good look. Multiple teams. At the end of the day, though, three people have lost their jobs and will not get new ones probably at least for two to three years at most when they all get hired. I assume Alex Cora. I assume AJ. I assume literally everybody will get a job again, maybe not as manager, bench coach, something in the future. They're very bright minds, and it has nothing to do with the things they did in these investigations. Overall, they're just known for being very smart baseball-minded people. The last person to talk about is Carlos Beltran. Didn't seem like much was going to happen. He thought maybe the Mets were going to hold on to him. After coaching zero games for the Mets, they have decided to part ways with Beltran, and it makes sense. I get it. They want to wipe the slate clean. They don't want any issue of potential. Is he going to be cheating as manager since he was the one mainly named in the report with the Astros? I get it. I understand. Beltran thought he was going to be able to handle the heat and let the Mets organization know, hey, I can deal with this. I can deal with the pressure. They just said no. We think it's in best interest to part ways. So now three manager positions have opened up because of what happened in Houston. Not shocking. Slightly shocking. I actually thought Beltran was going to survive this. He does not. And of course, what a Mets thing to have happen. That your manager that you hired, you were excited about, doesn't even manage one game for you because of a scandal. And to add on top of it, Beltran's apparently alleged niece or somebody online of knowledge said, not only did they cheat, but Altuve and Bregman and them had buzzers on their right shoulder. So we'll see what happens with that. And if the MLB investigates those allegations, and if they do, what comes of it. But for right now, a recap of just in general, everything that happened, what I think happens with the Red Sox. Astros, outside of international money being taken away, thought it was a fair punishment, thought they should have had international money taken away. Red Sox should get 
a $2 million fine, a first-round pick, a second-round pick taken away. Coro probably gets suspended two years. And then we know what happened with the Mets. That just was an accidental addition. So that's what happens with cheating in baseball. It is what it is. But now let's move on to Paul's Pylon, a much happier time to talk about football. But before we do, a quick ad for Seat Giant. Seat Giant is the place you go to get all your ticket needs for sporting events and concerts. Get the best deals at Seat Giant for you and your family. When you do, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. Use the promo code. Get an even better deal when you go to Seat Giant. Seat Giant, get your tickets when you need them for the best prices around. Concerts, music, sporting events, they're the best. Seat Giant. I know, fantastic ad read by me. Thank you. So now, time for Paul's Pylon. We're going to be talking some NFL football, playoffs, championship Sunday. Here we go. Paul's Pylon. That is right. This is Paul's Pylon. And one thing I can tell you about this man is he's not doing anything to steal signs, tip pitches. He's straightforward, fastball right down the middle. He doesn't care what's coming at him. It doesn't matter. He's just going to swing for the fences, and that's why I love him. It's Paul. How you doing, Paul? Doing great, Greg. Sorry, I was out busy banging on my trash can. <laughs> I'm, glad you said, <laughs> I'm glad you really glad you said all that very quickly and didn't leave me hanging after you said banging. Well, today's weather in the north. We have uh, chasing the trash cans down the street. Yeah. <laughs> But we're not going to get into the baseball stuff. We'll get your thoughts on it at the very end. We're here to talk football. People already heard my ranting and raving. And it wasn't even really a rant. I was very, was very calm and collected with my thoughts on baseball. But we're going to talk some football because we, you can give me like your quick thoughts at the end. But sounds, football sounds is good. championship Sunday coming up. We can go over our picks from last week because we were pretty average with our picks. Yeah, We weren't great. No, I think so, we uh we 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 missed the boat on a couple. Yeah, well, I think most people missed the boat on one, and then we both took a took a gamble on an away team that just did not pay off. So sure let's get into it. We'll start with game one, which was San Francisco 49ers against the Minnesota Vikings. You took the Vikings in that. You thought they had a chance. They didn't. They, they did they not. were they were they were blown out of the water. They were blown out of the bay. Blown out of the bay. Yeah, to be more, to, even though technically the stadium is nowhere near the bay, well, <laughs> it's like not even in San Francisco, <sighs> and it's named after a pair of jeans. It's very confusing. I think uh, it's a little. I think the naming of stadiums. We might have to do a piece on that. Is getting crazy, but anyway. But yeah, you took the Vikings. I mean, the 49ers are clearly the better team. After what you saw, though, do you think, I guess we'll get into it a little more, but early thoughts. Do the 49ers look like they're the team to beat, at least in the NFC? You know, I think they, I'm going to, I, in, in my opinion, yes, they're going all the way. Um, but I think they will struggle to win the whole thing. All right. And as a Patriot fan, is it driving you a little cuckoo that Jimmy G is as good as he is and leading a team potentially to a Super Bowl and you guys could have had him as your so, future quarterback 
if Tom so, Brady wasn't such a B? A lot of discussion, and and not really on the radio, but a lot of discussion on the uh, water cooler discussions about how did that conversation go? We're either going to lose one or the other. You're not keeping both. So yeah. we're either going to give Garoppolo a mega contract and kiss Tom goodbye, at which time Tom probably five good years of them, and they, they went with Tom Terrific. So I think maybe a little kicking themselves. By the way, Tom would have gladly taken a kiss. We all know this. We've seen the videos. He loves giving people kisses. He Children, is. his wife, doesn't matter who. <laughs> He's the kissing bandit. <laughs> so, yeah, he probably would have been like, come here, Robert. I'll take a kiss and I'll say my goodbyes. Yeah, say no, my not goodbyes. not on the cheek, Robert. You know where. And collect hundreds of millions of dollars someplace else. Yeah, you know, or just be a stay-at-home dad with his wife who makes thousands upon millions of dollars. On the interest. Yeah. I mean, she's the she's the breadwinner in that family, which is funny to think. Yeah, that's uh, he he's no slouch. He's not, but he is when you compare his his value to her. Yeah, if you look at his salary, and I I think he's he'll be doing some uh, advertising for years to come. Yeah, once he can keep his, he's worth like three hundred million. Yeah, they are the golden the golden couple. I mean, you're forgetting about Beyonce and Jay Z, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. We don't, we don't need the we don't need the Bayhive coming after our show, Paul. Nobody's after. a single idiot in this conversation. <laughs> God. All right, back to football. No. <laughs> okay. Oh man, we always get off the rails really quickly. <laughs> we do. So, I well, you know what? And I don't know what I was thinking when I picked the Vikings. I don't know what you were thinking either. We might have to go back on the tape. Did you listen? Did no. I really say Vikings? I think I, I, think I stopped listening because I thought you were crazy. Yeah, I really was because I I have I'm going against a lot of the uh, odds, and I still think the 49 is going to be in the Super Bowl. But right. I don't know what I was thinking last week. I don't know. Must have been the cold. Yeah, it might have been. I, you went with I maybe you were thinking Stephon Diggs was going to have the game of his life, and Kirk Cousins wasn't going to crumble under pressure. Yeah, really. Oof. He's talking crazy. about pressure. We're just going to skip over what happened in Baltimore real quick. The Houston-Kansas City game. You're up 24 nothing, and you lose 53-3 like, to th- whatever it was. How, I forget the final score, but it was 50-something, 58-30-something crazy. That was two things. Touchdowns. It was a, yeah, totally unanswered points. It was a... That's usually how it unanswered was a, works. <laughs> it, it was a beat. It was a beat down, and it was embarrassing. What? Uh, just awful. I think what the biggest mistake made was not going for the fourth and one on the Kansas City 13 yard line. That I think was the game. If you get that, convert that, you score a touchdown there. You go up 28 nothing. It's a different feeling in that stadium. It's a different feeling on the sidelines. I think that stand of getting only a field goal out of it. Gave the Chiefs life, and it just was all downhill for Houston then. Yeah, that was, uh, they certainly had the crowd behind them eventually. <laughs> but it was a quiet stadium in the beginning. Want to know a fun little stat for Bill O'Brien? Yes. The Kansas, uh, not the Kansas, the Houston Texans have won, I believe it was four of the past five division titles of the AFC South. Yeah. Four out of the five years, 
every other member of the AFC South has made the AFC championship game except the Texans. The Jaguars have made it, the Titans have now made it, and the Colts have made it. But the division winner never has. Yeah. The Jaguars made it instead of the Texans. Let's, Let's think about that. That's pretty bad. That was a good pondering. I'm, we, we had a good second pause there. Yeah, that's uh, tough to be him. <laughs> yeah. So that was does, bad. Does he make it to next season? Yeah, I, I assume so. How do you kick out a guy that keeps winning the division? At least he yeah. gets the division round. Yeah, but man, that was a debacle. I, yeah. you, I think he gets one more year. Yeah, and if he doesn't perform out. It's hard, it's hard to get a coach that makes the playoffs consistently and then reason that they shouldn't be in their job yeah true true especially in the NFL currently a, a horrible performance from yeah about well really just their defense 12 minutes in they fell apart i mean their offense put up well, 30 something the offense did great the for the first quarter yeah then they, they disappeared they then they fell apart it was yeah. just it, i think they they just performed horribly they were played. They were. And speaking of performing horribly, the Baltimore Ravens, the pick that everybody thought was going to be Super Bowl champs, Lamar Jackson, still going to be MVP, completely fell apart. I think, like everybody else, it had to do with the whole fact they basically had starters who didn't play for three weeks. Definitely showed the timing was off. You know, it's not the only time it's happened when you have those bye weeks, and it's not good. I, I know you don't want to get hurt. Week 17, getting the every they already had the number one seed held, so they didn't play starters then. So you have week 17, week 18, first round of the playoffs, then you have another week off before your game. They were rusty. And, and the stats chill. show that Lamar Jackson had a phenomenal stat-wise game outside of three turnovers. He had like 300-something yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. Most of it, though, came in junk time. So it made it look better than it was. What did I hear? He had a better rushing game than anybody else on the team. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising. He usually does. Yeah. What really hurt them also was Mark Ingram, their power of running back, had six touches all game because he had a calf injury. He suffered week 16, and he still clearly wasn't healthy, but he tried to give it a go. And I think on those fourth and ones that they didn't convert, that would have made a whole difference in that game. If he was able to go, that would have been a key for them to potentially stay in that game. Boy, these injuries have really turned this season around upside down. Yeah, that that one was one that nobody thought was going to be as serious as it was. But when you think about a running back and football guys in general, all their explosiveness, it's lower body. I mean, you need that calf muscles, especially if that cramps on you, if that just has that little bit of a twinge on you, you're not going to get the same explosion that you need. And it's going to hurt. And if you tear it, you're also then screwed for a while. They showed him on the sidelines with that gizmo on his leg. They had the heat thing, and they had that little massage thing. They were trying to do anything they could to get that. uh, If it's not working, it's just not working. And it was not working for Baltimore. Yep, It sure wasn't. And, you know, you you hate to – you can't pin it on one guy. But, you know, I I can't say I'm disappointed Baltimore lost. I thought they'd win, but I can't say I'm disappointed they lost. But as a Patriots fan, doesn't it kind of kill you? Because if you got the – you got that win against the Dolphins. You had the bye division round. You probably win in the division round. Then you have home game for the AFC Championship. Yeah. So 
You're going to remind me about that dolphin game for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you criticize. You know what? Criticize my teams at times. So I, you know I I I gave the Eagles their due. I thought what? that game was horrifying when he got hurt. If he played the whole game, it would have been a different outcome, and yep. the Eagles would have won that game, and the Seahawks would not have been a piece of this. There was a medical doctor who came out actually praising Carson once because apparently the medical team on the side didn't realize he had a concussion. And he apparently approached them and said, I'm pretty sure I have a concussion. Let's get me checked out. And essentially took himself out of the game, and the doctor praised him, saying it was a heroic move on his part to take himself out of a game that important to him and realize the seriousness of his head injury. Frankly, the 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 close-up of him on the sideline, he was out to lunch. Yeah. The he could focus. He he was, keep his, his eyes, eyes were plate. rolling. Yeah, he was in tough was shape. Last game, though, to talk about. Probably the best game of the weekend because it was the closest. Seahawks, Green Bay. I thought Seattle was going to win because of Russell Wilson just does magic. And Aaron Rodgers, I thought, was going to be maybe off his game because he has been not his normal, wow, I can't believe he made that throw self. Most of the season, I felt like they've been winning. But I feel like he just hasn't been the best of his best. But he was on Sunday. And That's what counts, right? You show up with your best game, and and they beat him. And they, they did. Beat him. You know, I mean, good game. All, it was. It wasn't until the very end that Seattle tried to make that miracle comeback, but they made it a game, and it was exciting. And best part of that game, actually, was probably Marshawn Lynch's post game after that, where he told kids, like, focus on your future, keep yourself healthy, keep your mind healthy. You have to make sure you take care of yourself and – your body and your future is what's most important, which is an important message for kids in football to hear. Especially these days with the injuries and, you know, it's, it's, it's a dangerous sport and parents are moving to other sports. Um, if they can get the equipment right and they can get the kids to, to live a good lifestyle and eat right and okay, but they still got to get more work done on the helmets and the hits. Yep. Antonio Brown's rants and raves on Instagram live are a, very clear factor of that. That guy is definitely a few nuts that are very, very loose. He has 47 cards in his deck. <laughs> yeah. He might have less than that. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, so that was last weekend. Championship Sunday is upon us. We have Tennessee, Kansas City, Green Bay, San Francisco. First question. Did Mike Vrabel make a deal with the devil to cut off his penis for the Super Bowl title? Dear God. I didn't expect that question. I don't think See, anybody would make a deal like that. <laughs> Mike Vrabel did in the summer. He went on record as saying, I would cut my penis off to win the Super Bowl. All right. You, I, did, did I, I did Do not hear that. Do you think he did it yes or no? No, of course not. Are you sure they've beaten the Ravens and the Patriots? It seems like a deal with the devil. Um, they are on fire. Because he made a deal. He didn't. I don't he believe didn't. in that stuff. Well, that's tough. He said he would in the summer, and I'm kind of thinking he did now. I can't believe he said that, and I can't believe what he said. His about. wife would do it. That's even more astounding. His what? He said his wife would be like, "You want me to do it?" And I'd say like, "Yeah," and she would say, "Okay, here we go." I, I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> exactly. I am out of this conversation. Outside I, of more than just that's dedication. Yeah, I think he's proving something. <laughs> I think he's proving. That that's you what don't you get. Need that's what you get for trading me. That's what you get for trading me. 
my last year. <laughs> it's the Belichick way. Everybody knows that. Yeah. All right. So ten, ten, besides that first question, Tennessee, Kansas City, who do you think wins? Is it going to be Mike? Maybe I made a deal and cut off my dick, Rabel, or Andy? Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid man. Read. I think the Chiefs are going to trounce the Titans. You think they finally are the team that takes down this Titan run? Yep. They stopped Derrick Henry. Do. I, I, Just, I, I think the Chiefs have what it takes. I think not only are they going to beat them, they'll beat them handily. They will at least buy two touchdowns, if not more. Okay. Well, just seeing the last time they played each other, Derrick Henry this year rushed for 188 yards. So Derrick Henry is like a bulldozer. I get it. But I still think it's going to be the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, too. I was just letting you know. I just want to see if I could sway you in any way. <laughs> no, I also, no. I and and, and watching Derrick Henry cross the goal line with four guys on him, and he's just he's carving the snot out of them. It's very impressive. He's a strong man. God love him. But think about it. think... You're right, though. Think the Chiefs win. I think they win handily. And the simple reason is they can throw it. No other team that they have faced relied on the pass as much as the Chiefs do. The Chiefs have the Legion of Zoom is what they're called, the wide receivers, because they're all ridiculously fast. It makes total sense. And then they also have Travis Kelsey, who literally, I think, played 12 snaps with like a hurt hamstring and caught three touchdowns in those 12 snaps. It's pretty good. I think they're. Uh, I think they're, the key here is, if Kansas City gets out to a lead, that's gonna it's gonna be game over because Tennessee is not a team that can throw the ball as well as obviously they can run. If they get out to a big lead, obviously if Tennessee gets out to a 14-0 lead, it will be hard for Kansas City because they'll just keep pounding the ball. But I think they can overcome it like they did against Houston. And also, I just really want to see Andrew Reid make it to the Super Bowl. I liked him as an Eagles coach. I was going to say, you have a soft spot from Philadelphia. So. He's been around I, I, forever. He's got a stone face on the sideline, too, when you look at him. Well, he's holding the Cheesecake Factory order menu, and he has to figure out what he really wants. What he really, really wants? Yeah. Have you seen the size of that thing, his playlist thing? It's like, it's literally like a diner menu that he just holds in front of him. He's like, ooh, the cheesecake sounds good. And Patrick Mahomes like, so you want me to throw a vertical route to Tyreek Hill? Yeah, sure. Do whatever. I'm looking at sure. the menu. I'm having turtle cheesecake with chocolate sauce. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what he's thinking. He looks right, like so Wilkins Brimley. He does. Gro- I would think of more like Grover Cleveland. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Grover Cleveland might have been heavier. I think Grover Cleveland was pushing 400 pounds. He did have a special bathtub made for him. Yeah, and a coffin too. Fun fact about that. <laughs> they buried him in a piano. It was actually the same thing. It was the bathtub got converted into a golfer. <laughs> they just put a little top on it. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So we both are the Chiefs. The other game is Green Bay, San Francisco. Earlier this year, they faced off. Green Bay got trounced. Not even just beaten. Trounced and absolutely dominated by the 49ers. They put up eight points only. What do you think happens this weekend? I know you already said you think San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. Give me at least score-wise prediction what you think is going to happen. I think um, 21 to 24 or 27, and I think the 49ers win. I think it's a very close game, and I think it's a last-minute win. 
All right. See, I want to say San Francisco, but it's really hard after seeing what Rodgers did against Seattle, betting against Aaron Rodgers with just what he brings to the table. But with saying that, 49ers have a special defense. Their defensive line is just phenomenal. They have a good secondary. And I think San Francisco has enough offensive weapons and Kyle Shanahan's uh, offensive genius, especially with the run game, that I think they do just enough to also win, I'm guessing, at least in that mid-20s range. But I think Green Bay gets held under 20 points in general. So you're going with the 49ers as well. Yeah, so we're going all red. Close game. Close game. The only cool thing would be, and this, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is that somehow they're going to make it Chiefs Packers for this Super Bowl that celebrates year 100 of the NFL. So that's the only thing. People are like, oh, it's the 100 year conspiracy anniversary. Conspiracy theory? Trying, yeah, they're going to try to have it be the first Super Bowl all over again with Packers Chiefs. You know how I feel about conspiracy yeah, I theories. Know you do. But all right, so that's our picks. So we have we'll Chiefs watch- 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yep. All right, I agree. I think we're 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 together on this one. We had a one I had a brain cramp last week. I don't know what I was thinking. All right, it happens. It does. All right. Now it's time for my favorite new segment inside a segment. We're gonna hit the music. Where, where, Will where, Will Tom, Will Tom, Brady end up next year. Where, where, Will Tom, Brady end up next year. That's right. Where will Tom Brady end up next year? So last week I gave you two options because until he signs, who knows? He's already moved to Connecticut, Paul. He moved to Greenwich, Connecticut. They already talk, I heard on the radio they talked to a selectman of the town. He said, yep, Tom and Giselle are moving in. We're all very excited. It's confirmed. He's, he's, I mean, it's technically New England, but like, is it really New England? Do you think Tom Brady moved or do you think he showed up at the house? <laughs> I don't see him lugging cardboard boxes into a U-Haul. It'd be kind of funny. It'd be funny if he had like a box that was just like labeled private supplies and like he dropped in a bunch of Playboys like Fallout and he's like, oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's that, what's that crazy car he drives? It's not a Bentley. It's something else. Oh, I have no idea. The one that he got in an accident with? No, that was a. I think that was an Audi. Doesn't he drive Audis? Yeah, he does. Like their yeah, but he has a couple of those. But his fa- his favorite car is that. Eh, it's a boxy sedan. Uh, but anyway. Let's not try to figure it out. But all right. Last week, I gave you Tampa Bay and Carolina as your two options. You gave Carolina a one, Tampa Bay a two out of five of places he would go. So I have two new teams to present to you this week. The first one being... The Jacksonville Jaguars. The reason being, Nick Foles clearly isn't working out, and Gardner Minshew also, people just don't think he's going to work out. They have zero offensive weapons for him outside of Leonard Fournette. I know this sounds really attractive. And their defense is kind of iffy since Jalen Ramsey got traded. Do you think Tom Brady goes there for some reason? I think that would be a three out of five. You think he has a better chance to go to Jacksonville than Tampa Bay, who has two all-pro wide receivers? I do. After I just said their defense is iffy and they have zero offensive weapons, I, I think need to know come, the I, reason why. I think they're going to come up with the money. And by That's the way, by the way, it's going to be the, what takes it. Three out of five, not a good. That's not good odds. I, I still. I, feel I, like I can tell Bay. you, it can be a two, but I think it can be tied for Tampa. But I don't think he goes. He's not going to Florida. All right. Well, you just think money talks. 
this team is the team I think maybe, maybe convinces you. He likes cold weather. He does well in New England. He would love a good defense still. Still some def- decent offense. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. They got Khalil Mack, and they got some offensive weapons in Allen Robinson, and their their running backs back there, the short guy, Tariq Cohen. I mean, it's pretty good. What do you think? And nobody cares about Mitch Trubisky. Three. Wow, you're keeping them the same score as Jackson, the Jaguars? Why do we even do this then, huh? Well, I I I can't. I wish I hit all six teams right up front, and we could have a conversation. But I think I, I think the last two are the two you really think he's going to go to. Probably. When you tell me, um, but I don't think it's any of those four. I think never to Carolina. Tampering Florida. Period. No. Chicago. His son lives in New York City. So. You can put him in a limousine and he can be at the game which he usually is every week at home games i don't think he goes to chicago all right that's, well that's been another round by the way oh he's okay. a family man he's a family man until yeah, we hear he otherwise be, because he's like in his 40s he should be at this point <laughs> do you think he wears jeans up high does he have dad jeans no he does <laughs> not <laughs> his i jeans can probably guarantee thousand dollars a pair yeah exactly well, that's been another rounding in-segment rendition of Where, Where, Will Tom, where, Tom, where, Tom where, Brady end up next year. Where, where Will Tom Brady end up next year. We have like a minute or two left I'm going to give you. I'm going to cut you off soon. How do you feel about what happened in Boston with Houston with Alex Cora? Well, I gave my thoughts already. I don't need to talk here. This is all you. I think it's a very sad day for baseball. Saw it coming. I don't know that if Houston didn't fire the two, I don't know how you don't, that Alex Cora would have been fired, but his name is up and down, backwards and forwards on the documentation, and he needed to go. Sad day. I can't wait to talk about who's going to replace him. And I think it happens very soon. Well, you would hope. Spring training is right around the corner. I think you and I will be talking about who they picked rather than who they will pick next week. Do you have a prediction of who they might pick? Because a lot of fans are going with one big name. But I'm curious to know if you have any thoughts. My thought is Jason Varitek. Yep, that's what every fan is thinking. I actually personally think if they want to keep somebody that's similar to Alex Cora with the culture and everything, another name that's similar to what his style is from what at least I've heard is Eduardo Perez. He was up for the Mets job and got beat out by Beltran. So who knows? He might be, <laughs> he up might be going to the Mets. <laughs> he might be going to the Mets. For all we know, he could go to Astros. There's a lot of suddenly open positions in baseball yeah. for some decent teams and decent markets. So sad day in baseball because a few people got caught. Yep. We'll see I don't if think, the whole, I don't think, I don't think we'll the, see if the buzz people. issues. Yeah, the come back on players what's that, now. What's that under the jersey? Yeah. Knows? We'll see if something comes of that, or baseball is just kind of be like blind eye to that and move well, on. We're and sweep talking up. about it. If you get caught next time, you're out for life. I, I, yeah. I, you know, how about we don't cheat and we win because we're good? Yeah. Well, I think for the most part, that's what the Red Sox investigation is going to end up coming out as. From what I've seen and heard, there hasn't been much found. If they use a replay room to steal signs to relate to guys in second base, most teams try to do that. 
So it's really more so they just use technology and they weren't supposed to. It's a yep. little different than what the Astros did. Yeah, so probably a little bit less on the punishment, but... Plus, take away 15 games from that year, and they still won the division. Yeah. They were just a dominant team in 2018. Yeah, and I, I think they have the skill. It's not just somebody banging on a trash can or whatever. Their pitching actually was well that year, unlike last year. Yeah. We're going to spend some money on a coach. They don't want to do that either. (laughs) So if they pay him to go away, is Mm -hmm. the coach part of the salary cap or just the players? The just the players. All right. Because they got to pay him to go away. They're not just going to say, well, no, it would be in his um, contract that gets voided probably. Yeah. But I, all right. He gave him something to feed his kids. Yep. <laughs> I think he got enough from the last two years to feed his kids. Yep. But and, and all the power to him, headed back to uh, his hometown to help out down there. And uh, he's, a, he's a very charitable guy. He is. And, and he made a mistake. Yes, but the mistake is really just what you have to focus on. We get that he's a nice guy and all that, but... Yep. But all right, Paul, thank you for your thoughts. Now he's a nice unemployed guy. (laughs) Yes. Another rounding rendition. Round. I don't know why I said rounding. Rousing rendition of Paul's pylon. (laughs) And we'll see if next week we are correct. And maybe we'll be talking new manager for the Red Sox, Astros, Mets, Yankees. Who knows? Who knows what other team might get swept up in all this? Yeah, I don't know. I think if it's not been talked about, we're done. I think they're going to just drop it and move forward. And a lot of people are going few because I think they're all there's a lot of this going on. Oh yeah. But all right. I will talk to you next week, sir. Have Great. a good one. I'll talk to you then. All right. Last but not least, after a great segment with Paul, we have about two minutes left. I'm just gonna quickly touch on what's happening with LSU and Odell Beckham Jr. He apparently gave out wads of money, and by wads, like a few probably $100 bills, to players after LSU won the national championship. They beat Clemson handily. He's a happy alumni. He wants to celebrate. Let the kids get a few hundred bucks. What's the difference? NCAA, let this one slide. Now, on the other hand, the thing you can't let slide, Odell Beckham Jr. hit a cop on the ass. The cop wants to press charges, simple battery. He mocked him. I get it. It was caught on film. It's embarrassing. Odell Beckham Jr. has to be smarter. But this, all this should just leave it alone. Let it just be. Figure it out off the media. LSU players, give the money back, I guess. But NCAA better not do anything to mess up this national championship that was so well-deserved by this LSU squad. And Odell Beckham Jr., just come on. Do things that you know aren't going to get you in the limelight in a negative light. Just be better. I mean, we should be talking about Edelman jumping on cars, but instead we're talking about you. But that's it. That's all I got for you. That's the last opinion I have. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Dance. Check us out on social media. As always, thanks for tuning in on 12 on Sports or Spotify or wherever you're listening to us. Hopefully you have a good weekend. My name is Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Go Tigers! as Coach O would say, and have a good one. The Sports Dance.